what is the kingdom of God? You've heard us talk about it on this show. You may have heard Christians talk about it. Well, here, we're going to explain what it is on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, son of Adam. And with me, as always, is my cantankerously kingly co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and kingdom maker. Ooh, I have nice. been ready you this time. It. Wow, how does it feel? Uh, like it'll never happen again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy fair, it. Fair, yeah. I will. I will ingest that. Um, but today, we are talking, as you may have guessed, and I'll just know because you watched the cold open, uh, the kingdom of God. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy our conversation and want to engage more with these kind of conversations and talk with fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to theoverthinkerjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and any live events we have coming up. Hopefully we're going to have a great one in the fall. So make sure to keep your eyes out. We love getting overthinkers together in the same place. We do it right here in New York City and we love to see you there. So keep an eye out there on theoverthinkersjournal.com. You can also go to our online community on Facebook. It's a private group uh, called The Overthinkers. So just search that and submit. We want to see you there. We have memes and articles and discussioning, discussions happening every day. And discussioning. And, and discussioning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trademark The Overthinkers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> discussioning. Um, but we want to see you there. It's, so, it's super fun if you want to laugh and think deeply. So come over and join the club. Um, and if you do enjoy the podcast, would you please consider leaving a review or sharing with a friend Honestly, both of those things really do help us so very much, and it helps us reach even more overthinkers to let them know they're not alone. So please, leave a review, share with a friend. Awesome. Ready? Let's do it. Cool. So today, all right, what is the kingdom of God? According to the Gospel Coalition piece, The Kingdom of God in Eight Words, the number one thing Jesus talked about is the kingdom of God. According to the Desiring God piece, What is the Kingdom of God?, Kingdom is mentioned 126 times in the Gospels. Despite this, very few discussions in Christian circles about or Christianity focus on the kingdom of God, and few people understand it. As historian Michael Grant put it, every thought and saying of Jesus was directed and subordinated to one single thing, the realization of kingdom of God upon the earth. And this one phrase sums up the whole ministry of his life and work. Yet modern Christianity prefers to dwell on quite different aspects of his career and instruction. But not on our podcasts. <laughs> Listeners of our podcast know we talk a lot about the kingdom of God. In fact, if we were more awful people or were pay, actually paying attention to our producer, we would have him run a montage of all the times in previous episodes we were mentioned the kingdom of God. But we aren't, <laughs> so we won't. Hallelujah! That said, because we talk so much about the kingdom of God, we thought we would do an episode to discuss what the Bible talks about the kingdom of God and why it's so influential on Nathan and my thinking. So, Nathan, what is the kingdom of God? And why do you, you and I bring it up so much in our discussion on this show? Well, this is an important conversation to finally have because <laughs> I realize if you were just to jump into um, our podcasts and how we speak, you would probably think we're some weird like Lord <laughs> of the Rings nerds or just religious fanatics. Also true. Yeah, but both of those things actually might be true. <laughs> but we use this term a lot called the kingdom of God. And and there's probably a good amount of you out there who have some context for what this means. But to be honest, I actually find a lot of Christians know the phrase the kingdom of God, yes. but have don't actually have a lot of maybe education or understanding about what it might actually be, at least theologically, at least sure. orthodoxically. Um, and so I guess today we kind of want to explain 
what it is to us and why it's so important to us and what we mean uh, when we say it. Yeah. And so I, I guess is I'm really excited with this episode because the kingdom of God is really, it's my life's work. Yeah. It's the most important thing I wake up every day and do. And that sounds <laughs> yeah. so grandiose and so like, wow. But it, it, it truly is. And I, and I don't want to dilute that. That is the thing that gets me out of the bed in the morning. But practically, what is it? So as you alluded to, Joseph, the kingdom of God is something that Jesus talked about all the time. Yeah. And interestingly enough, he didn't give like just a straight up, here's exactly what. Yeah. But I do think that his life and in the gospels, we can discover through the entire, the breadth of the narrative, we yeah. can understand pretty clearly what the kingdom of God is. And we touched on this in a, in a couple episodes ago when we talked about um, heaven, heaven and the yeah, afterlife yeah. and what that meant. And, you know, one of the things I see within a lot of modern Christianity is a misunderstanding of what the afterlife is, what the kingdom of God is. And so a lot of it has been kind of segregated into this. Well, we live here on the earth and earth is bad and disgusting and awful. Yeah. And then we go to the kingdom of God, which yeah. is heaven. And but as a more theological look into what it actually is, it looks like from what scripture says and many people who are smarter than me, that what the kingdom of God actually is, is it's so hard to explain, yeah, yeah. but it is it is God's redemption of all of creation and mm -hmm. us. It's the kingdom that he's establishing. And I think one of the things that we think in modern Christianity that it's gonna come later. Sure, yeah. That this world just burn with sinners and heathens and then eventually we're gonna go to God's kingdom. But the interesting thing about Jesus is he talked about it in this present tense, yeah. that he is doing this now, that the kingdom of God is taking place now, that eternity begins now. Yes. Which is a really interesting thing that I actually feel like a lot of Christians today don't understand or conceptualize yeah. in their practice of their own faith. And so for me, what it does is it says, okay, I'm not waiting to get started on this quote kingdom work, yeah. that this work that, that, um, that God has called us to. And that I'm, it's not someday we're going to get to go to this kingdom he's built that well, they're, they're right there. He said something. One, we are part of building the kingdom. Yeah. This is very present through scripture Yeah, that, you know, we kind of think that, well, he's already made it or he's going to make it. He is making it, but he's using us. Yes. Like he, I don't know why, it's, to be honest, that seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> like all of scripture and all of history points yeah. to the idea that using humans was a really bad idea. We have a really bad resume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our track record is awful. <laughs> but for better or for worse, he chose us to help him create his kingdom. Yeah. To be a part and to be co-creators in creating his kingdom. And that isn't someday, it's now. So the kingdom of God is something that's being built now. It gives my life meaning and purpose right yeah. now. Now, real quick, before I can let you jump in, but I do want to say, what does this look like practically? Because yeah, I'm yeah. still speaking abstractly. Okay, that's great. Yes. The kingdom of God today, we can be a part. What does that mean? So very um, simply, I'll try to put it as simply as possible. It means whenever we make decisions in our life mm -hmm. that are in accordance with the design behind the universe, who we were created yeah. to be, and... Um, and, and how the universe ought to be yeah. uh, when we love one another, when we unfracture relationships, yeah. when we do self-healing work in ourself and become healthier, when we become physically healthier, when we create something beautiful and bring beauty into the world, um, we are part of redeeming the brokenness and darkness of the world, which is bringing about beauty is beauty, togetherness, yeah. wholeness 
is the kingdom of God. And whenever we take part in creating or bringing about those things, we are taking part in the creation of the kingdom of God. It's still complicated. I know that's yeah. probably not a totally great answer, but I hope that at least gives a little bit of context. To yes. I think about it. No, you, you've touched on a lot of different, really important things about our ideas of the kingdom of God and why it's important to us, because it's about, you know, the, the, what the practical implications of the kingdom of God are that we're building that kingdom now. Yes. That's, it starts now, you know, God has come to reign over the world and he inaugurated himself as Jesus with his death and resurrection and ascension. And now he rules over and we are a part of building the kingdom that he is making that he's going to reign over. Now, I think for me, when I think about the kingdom of God, when I think about like, if I'm trying to define it, I was saying is that it is a good world and a good society that people live in together. Yes. And the reason it's described as kingdom be, is because according to the Bible, you know, it's, you know, a good society needs a good government. This is, this is a <laughs> good thing to point out. <laughs> and, and a good government needs to be, have good rulers. Yes. And again, you almost don't need to explain In this case, that. Ruler. Ruler. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that, again, you know, well, that's, that's a whole other interesting discussion, but the, you know, um, I mean, it doesn't really, you don't really need to explain that today, explain that today where, uh, where, you know, we, a lot of what's wrong with our society, everyone knows is, you know, we have a bad government because we have bad rulers, Yes. you know, and, or at least extremely imperfect rulers. Well, a lot of times that brings up this thought that, oh, if we didn't have rulers, things would be good. Yes. It's like, we, exactly. Like, let's get rid of all government and all society. And yet, you know, again, there's a reason why we don't have societies that don't have governments, don't have rulers, because, you know, they, they don't last very long. And everyone kills each and other. Everyone kills each other. <laughs> exactly. That's a happy ending. And so... When, you know, again, so when the Bible is picturing what a good society is like, it's first of all, not picturing a society where people don't live with each other. People are living with each other. And it's not a society where there's no government. It's a good government. And of course, what's interesting about the history of governments, you brought this up, like, you know, why one ruler versus many, why like, you know, the people who invented democracy didn't invent it because they thought that it was like an ideal society. They did it because they're like, you know, when we give one person too much power, they end up using it horribly. You know, um, Aquinas said like, you know, what was it? a king is the best form of government and the worst form of government. It's the best when it's good and the worst when it's bad. So yeah. the idea is that, okay, the best form of government is to have one really wise, good ruler rules over. So it's like, okay, God rules over. So he can be, but the idea of a king of God is that, okay, we have a good society that has, again, good, a good economy, good government, a good, good art, good, but also good social um, mores again. Mores is a weird, really weird term, but like a good culture where like people treat each other with respect and love, and and so the, the society. Because we would talk about like changing a culture all the time, both in Christian circles and in secular circles. It's like okay, our society is too you know bigoted or prejudiced, or it's you know too uh, it's a culture of death or whatever people phrases people use. And it's like no, we're a society where people's assumptions are based on you know so the culture is good, the you know economy how we treat each other is good. The government is good. And so that's when it- I'd also say the individual. And the individuals are good. Yes. And so that, and so when we say the kingdom of God, that's the piece that God is when Jesus came, most of what he talked about is how do we actually have a good society with good individuals and a good, and, and he, you said he didn't, almost never gave a definition of it. But what he said is, this is what it looks like. Well, and the closest we get to a definition would be there will be no tears. Yes. There will be no night. And not in the literal sense, but night as in darkness or confusion or chaos. Yes. And when you think about that in the context of the kingdom, 
the the worst things about any of the kingdoms that we live in or the biggest complaints yeah. about the ones we do is well there's chaos yeah, especially right now i don't know what's going to happen with my money or yeah. my health or whatever it is there's confusion what's going to happen next yeah. who's in charge what am i safe yes and so in a good kingdom the quote night won't be present uh, yes. There will be no tears. The tears, again, representing sadness, depression. We live in an epidemic around the world of depression, suicide, yeah. sadness, loneliness. That's not present in the kingdom of God. Yes. And we see that in just a few lines. We do get a description. Yes, exactly. And so, like, you know, all through, you know, I would, I would um, challenge everyone to go to the Gospels and read and just basically just Google or go to Bible Gateway or whatever. Google Jesus saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. It is like X. And so that's what Jesus is trying to say. It's like, okay, what does it look like to live in a society that is good, which he is saying is one ruled over by God and where people are serving God. Now, the point you brought up, which is really, this is sort of the, the part of our focus oftentimes of our, of our podcasts, is that, um, is that the task of building the kingdom is one that we start now. Yes. It's one where we say, okay, we're going to make our government um, you know, participate in our government in a way that it it's fo- it's um, more fully represents the way a good government would would be, where the kingdom of God it's is going to value life, it's it, going to protect, it's going to provide. You know, I mean, ab- I mean, the fact that slave legal slavery has been abolished across the world, you well, know, not everywhere, but yes, well, yes, 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 you're right, you're right. right. Um, uh, that is is an example of working for the kingdom of God. Yes. The people who abolished slavery, the abolitionists, even the ones at the turn of the century. Yeah. What you saw, or, or um, I'm speaking the turn of the century, a couple centuries ago, yes, yes, yes. Um, were the ones who were, they did this because you can even look at the writings like William oh, yeah. Force and stuff. They did this because this was their kingdom work. Yes. They were trying to make their decisions and their world around them, their culture around them, reflect more the kingdom of God that God is building, yes. which does not include slavery or yeah. oppression or unfairness or unkindness or cruelty. Yeah. And so they and did they their were, work. They, they were very God. explicitly doing this for that purpose. They yes. were like, yeah, this is building the kingdom of God. This is making, you know, making a just society. And do you, I, mean, I also want to add, because we're talking about this in the way, very, uh, you know, kind of political way. Sure, know, sure, sure. Yes, that yes. the kingdom of God has a good this, a good that, and people are nice. That's good too. But one thing that I I think people a lot of people forget about the kingdom of God too, especially when we look at the natural design and artistry of God, yes. that the kingdom of God is beautiful. Yes, it's not just run well; it's a wonderful, beautiful, amazing place to live. We we all have these in our minds, right? Maybe the most beautiful place you've ever been. Maybe it's your hometown, or maybe it's the mountains, or maybe yes. it's the ocean, whatever it might be. Um, or maybe you know it's New York with its grand art and its plays and its energy, but beauty is a big part of the kingdom of God because yeah. beauty is a big part of God yes. and what he values. And so the kingdom of God, another way that I, as an artist lo- love yes. to conceptualize, because I, I, you know, I like all the, the political and economic and social things too, that it's fair, it's good, it's just, but to me, I don't just want to live in a place that's fair and good and just, I want to live in a place that's beautiful yes. and full of life. And that's why, you know, one of the things I love about living in New York is that you know, while it is filled with a lot of things that aren't the kingdom of God, yeah. or is the trash or the homelessness, the crime or the depression, whatever it might be, it's still, it, it has these little peaks of, I live next door yeah. to the opera house, which is a bastion of beauty. Yes. And it, it has, and so that is what another part of creating the kingdom of God as an artist, this is something I've conceptualized for myself, is it's creating beauty, it's creating truth, it's creating things that bring us a closer and deeper and more beautiful connection with God. And that can be summed up in in the amazing meal 
you have. Yes. That is part of building the kingdom of God. And this is what's so amazing, I guess, in conceptualizing the kingdom of God this way. All of a sudden, everything I do has eternal meaning. Yes. And can have eternal, like beautiful eternal um, ramifications. That And that means when I, not only when I treat you well or my friends or my wife yeah. well, um, that is part of building the kingdom of God relationally. Yeah. Um, not only when I, you know, make sure that there's no injustice or stand up for the, yeah. the poor or whatever that's doing, but also when I make a, a beautiful meal, yeah. when I write a song, when yeah. I make a movie, when I act, that is part of building the kingdom of God too. And all of a sudden I realize this conceptualization of the kingdom of God that God has so much more to do um, with everything yeah. than just once a week, here's a list of morals. Yes. And that made my faith infinitely more interesting, meaningful, and actually made me want to get up and be a part of that every day. Isn't the thought enough to lift me off of the ground? Right. Well, this is perfect because like you, you brought up how we talked about um, in our Heaven episode, which you should definitely watch if you haven't watched that. But one of the things, the pictures that, again, Jesus talked about, we talked about the kingdom of God. What is it going to look like? He uses a couple of images. I mean, the, what, a couple of the images he uses, of course, are a wedding feast. Yes, and then celebration, a, food. A, exactly. And then um, and then also the new Jerusalem. Yeah. And so a, a, a wedding feast in a city. And you talk mm. about what is it that, again, wedding feasts are, again, they're people making lots of food in celebration of yes. relationships with each other, important relationships. There's safety at a feast. Yes. Exactly. Because again, you're, you're, you're somewhere where you're being protected. You're protected from the harm so that the good can exist. But also cities. You watch any movie that's about somebody like entering, like coming to New York for the first time, like or coming to some amazing city, like or going to Paris or one of our amazing city for the first time. And they're amazed by the beauty that exists there and how and all the foods that there are, the arts that they can experience. And that's again, I moved to New York City, like one of the amazing things like why is it I want to live in New York City, even though the prices are so high to live here? And I have to, I could afford to live by myself for the amount of money that like in other places that I, you know, that I could pay just to live with roommates here. Yeah. But it's like, because right here is where all the exciting art is being made. It's where all of the interesting stuff. And again, that's, I talk, we talk about what the, you know, like, yes, the, the, the governmental stuff is important, but the governmental stuff is important so that it's a place where this art can exist where people can do exciting things and have exciting times with each other and do things that love and show love to each other and glorify God and the world he's made. And I think that, you know, again, yes, you're right. As an artist, like I think about that in a city, there's great art. I, when I create great art, I am creating something that is going to exist for eternity in this new Jerusalem, in this new city that God has made because the kingdom of God is going to be filled with great art. And if I create something like that, that's going to exist just like we still read Shakespeare and we still read Homer and things like that. The stuff that we make is still going to be read and watched and experienced forever. And so it has that eternal significance, like you said. Well, and when you make art that can help people yes. and you can encourage people and maybe open eyes or what, that is a part of the kingdom building too, because you're helping other people grasp this idea yeah. of truth and beauty that is wrapped up in the kingdom of God. And so you know, I, I want Christians to really grab on. I want everyone to grab onto this, but I want yeah. Christians to grab onto this because I, I guess for, a, we talked about this in the heaven episode a little bit, but when you conceptualize the kingdom of God as something later, or it's, I don't have any part in it, then you're not going to do anything or yeah. see your life as meaningful. Yeah. But it's amazing when you see what Jesus talked about when he came, yeah. that he gave everyone who followed him life lives infinite meaning. Yes. Everything you do, every meal you make, 
And this is how we also, I mean, this kind of translates a whole other episode, but translates into what worship is. Yes. Worship can be done, yes, it could be done singing and good music, but it can also be done, again, in making, writing a song or making a, a movie, uh, a movie or a meal or, or hanging out with friends. Those things can be worshipful because they're all building the kingdom of God and building and worship is essentially um, loving the, the leader and the creator of this yes. that you want to help build um, the world that he has made around it. And another thing I want to say is interesting because I, I did a little bit of a deep dive into um, the Sermon on the Mount and nice. in there he talks about who, will receive heaven and the kingdom of God. And, ah, yes. and he talks about the meek, he talks about the humble. And, and it's so interesting. It's antithetical to often what we think that the you know kingdoms of this world often go to the pride, yeah. the proudful, the, the powerful, uh, prideful and the powerful. And th that's an interesting thing for me to conceptualize. Why does he keep on saying over and over again, the kingdom of God is in those who mourn. Mm -hmm. they, they will receive the kingdom of those who are humble, those who are. And what I think, and I, I hesitate to interpret scripture, but this is what's, uh, kind of set out, set out for me, uh, what stood out for me was I think the problem that people have when even if they do get the concept of what the kingdom of God is, sure, why they don't want it, even though it, like we talk about all the benefits and sure, my yeah. life meaningful and all this is because it goes back to what you said, Joseph, that kingdoms have a king. Yeah. And that to be a part of this kingdom, this infinitely beautiful, life-giving, whole, loving kingdom you have to acknowledge there is someone who is over it. Yes. You have to acknowledge there's a king and you are not the king. Yeah. I wrote a book called The Way of Kings and I was very- uh, Which you should check out on Amazon. Yes, right exactly. Now, wherever books are sold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, support my uh, kingdom building right now. Yes. That's for $9.99. Actually, yeah. it's a little more than that. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, and I made sure in there to say, yes, you know, God calls us uh, heirs and kings, but he is the king. Yeah. And that's a difficult thing to reckon with, I think, for a lot of people, for, for all of us, because when we make decisions that are antithetical to the kingdom of God, to, or that, that are destructive and hurtful, or um, whatever it might be, essentially, we are saying we don't want to be ruled. Yes. We would like to be the king of our lives, our hearts, our worlds. And I think that's a very prevalent thing nowadays. What you see is um, people trying to decide what is true for yeah. them. Yeah. What they want to do. I want to be able to do what I want to, which again is just different language for I want to be my own king. And that's the difficult part about Christianity for a lot of us. Yeah. Maybe I'd say most or maybe yeah. even all. All of us. And then there's some of us who admit it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is that to be a part of this kingdom, you have to recognize the king. Well, that's this is actually perfect. Because again, our, our Christian fans, any ever all fans will will really like this reference, but is Lord of the Rings does this actually really well because you have the stewards of Gondor mm. who are not the kings, but they have been acting like kings for a long time because the kings haven't been around. And you look at the steward of Gondor and he has his two sons and he has the sons that's, son that's favored and the son that's not. And the son that's favored is the one who represents the kind of way of being a ruler and a living in his kingdom he thinks he should be, who is aggressive, who is greedy, who is you know tough all the time. And he has his other son, Faramir, who is wise, but he's also extremely kind. And to that, the steward of God or his father, that seems like weakness. But of course, mm. in the kingdom of the true king, that kindness and generosity is not actually weakness, it's strength. And so when Jesus is talking about like, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who mourn, he's talking about the fact, this is at least how I see it. No, these are the people who actually are valued in my kingdom. These people that's like, 
you know, we live in a world where people say nice guys finish last. It's like not in my kingdom. In this other kingdom, maybe that's how it works. But in my kingdom, that's not how it works. And so, you know, he's trying to kind of reorient us and say that in my kingdom, things work a different way. And if you were act according to as if you're citizens of my kingdom, even if you're citizens of the other kingdom, and that's sort of why we as Christians talk about a little bit of a caveat to being sort of a patriot, like we talk about in our episode. I was going to say, yeah, this, this we're going to go through a lot of episodes. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, is that we can always be a citizen of any country we're in, but our first citizenship is to the kingdom of God. And so whatever laws contradict the laws of the kingdom of God, we have a higher obligation to the laws of the kingdom of God. Whatever mores and culture and way of living that exists in the kingdom of God is our highest obligation. And that's our ultimate allegiance. Exactly. I think it's good that you brought up Lord of the Rings and the allusion is interesting to look at this, um, the the steward who is not the king, but he starts to think himself king. Yes. And that's where things go wrong. He doesn't want the king to come back because then he would not be the king anymore. Yes, he wouldn't get to rule over what he wants to. And that's the terrible thing, back to our episode with uh, Dr. Zach Schmall about free will, Mm. is that God allows us to do what we want and act like kings. And it always, whenever we don't have the king in charge of our decisions guiding us, we're always going to find ruin and destruction. Yeah. But I think that's, that's you know, the classic thing. Even, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, the mytho history of that is the story is they eat the apple because they want to be in charge. Yes. And I think that's something that we have to reckon with. And I think that's something why it's so difficult for so many people to swallow Christianity is because we don't get to decide. Yes. We don't get to be the ultimate. And that's so difficult for so many of us. Great idea! Who needs a king? No, no king, no king. La, 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 la. Idiots, there will be a king. Hey, but you said that. I will be king. And, uh, but I think if we do humble ourselves, bow our knee to God, yeah, then all we're going to find is beauty, goodness, trust, um, wholeness. Um, but it takes that humility to begin with. Well, to I say th- that I, I will accept a king's rule over me. And that's the thing. I think, only this king. Yes, that, that's the thing. Is I think a lot of people, you know, think I would love to have a king that ruled over me, but I don't trust any of the kings. Because well, every king that lets has, me do what I want. Well, yes. There's so there, there's different sides of it because again, yeah, sure. who says there, there are people that are like, look, I I I just want to rule over myself, and there's that that accounts for very many people. I would say most yeah. people, but then there are a lot of people that says, look, I would love to have a king that told me what to do. Um, but I know that I've done that. I've been there. I've I've listened to someone and told done that what they told me to do and people authority over me, even when I I, I it went against mm. my own desires. And the result was abuse. Oh, the result yeah. was or not even just like like abuse that we think of instantly, but I was told lies about the world that when I actually encountered the real world, it may it, it it turned out to not be true. Yeah. And it made it impossible for me to actually flourish in the world because of the lies that I was told about it. And so the thing is to that, I got to say what I would say about Christianity is, you know, God is the only one who won't do that. And I would encourage anybody to read the Bible, start with the gospel, start with Jesus. You know, if you, if you have to, whatever, but wherever you want to start and look, because the entire story of the Bible is God showing to humans that he can be trusted to actually be the king. And well, it's interesting what you see a lot nowadays, which is, you're right, people often do want a king. They want someone to provide for them yeah. and to protect them and to give them things, but they also want a king to do all those things, the things that we need, I, I don't want that, yeah. but I also want you to let me do what I want. And yeah. that's the difficult part is, um, 
and so we keep on trying to find the right king, right? The, the right president, the right prime minister, whatever it might be. Um, but I, I do will say, I think there's a little bit of an evidence here to mm-hmm. me um, that it does seem that everyone is looking for this or reacting to this, yes. looking for a king or reacting to a king. So I'm talking to you anarchists out there. Uh, you're <laughs> yeah. reacting to bad kings or you're looking for a king. But those desires and those reactions, I think, are evidence that we were made to have someone who who led us and guided us and yeah. protected us and showed us and and um, but but we haven't found it ever yeah. on this earth or yeah. a perfect iteration of that and so but I would say those desires for that actually point to you wanting to be under God's rule yeah and but we also talk about more back to the kingdom aside just from the king we also talk about this too about in our um, uh, recent episode about um, patriotism which is this is why. We love our country. We, yeah. and it's good to love your country and your families and your cities and all these things, but ultimately your allegiance is to the king yeah. because that's the only one you can trust will always yeah. um, be perfect. I, I you know, I yeah. hate to even say that, but it's it's true. It's yeah. be perfect, act perfectly, act, and it'll always be for your benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else before we uh, wrap up? Oh man, I don't know, but I, I will say, you know, if, if you haven't conceptualized the kingdom of God, Christian or non, like this, do some study, like Joseph yeah. said, because it has changed my whole life. And in that, I mean, practically, Yeah, I get up now and everything I do, the way I treat my friends, the way I treat my wife, the way I treat my family, the 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 work that I do, yeah. what I create, and even just the, the basic things, when, when I do things I ought, when I live healthily, mm-hmm. all of a sudden those have meaning that I am helping a part of the kingdom of God. And, and real quick, even Going to therapy mm. is kingdom building yeah. because you are fixing, you are helping be a part of fixing the brokenness. In yes. And that is what everything has meaning in the context of kingdom. You have meaning and everything you do has an eternal purpose and, and um, uh, yeah, it, eternal significance. <coughs> and so I would highly encourage you to just go ahead and just take it on. Yeah. Believe in God and believe yes. in kingdom God. No, I'll, I'll say, I was saying, you know, one of the things uh, is that, because this is for me, Susan, that burnout is a thing that's on the rise in our culture as well. And we talk about, you look at psychology today, you look at um, the uh, American um, uh, Psychological Association, and they talk about burnout, what burnout is, is burnout is not the same thing as exhaustion. uh, Exhaustion is, I'm really tired. (laughs) Uh, Burnout is, I'm exhausted and I don't think what I'm doing is meaningful. So we do have a crisis Mm. of meaning, even among Christians, because Christians might say there is meaning in the world. Many people might say there's no meaning in the world. And so what I do is not meaningful. But Christians will say what I do, there is meaning in the world, but what I'm doing, when I'm going to a job that I don't like, when I am going to, when I'm, I'm just spending most of the time trying to survive or just having fun with my friends or doing things like that, those things aren't actually meaningful because those things aren't things that have eternal significance. And say that if you believe that the goal is not just to save souls that will make it into heaven, that the goal is not just just praising God, yeah, yeah. but the goal is I am trying to, I am a builder of the kingdom of heaven and whatever, whether it's my art, whether it's my politics, yeah. whether it's my business, whether it's my, you know, a healthcare, whatever that is, I am building bricks in the kingdom of God. Literally going and being a plumber and doing your job well yes. and helping people. That is building the kingdom of God because you're bringing wholeness to something once fractured. Exactly. Um, and that is, so that means that you can experience every day as if what you're doing is meaningful because it is. 
And yes. so that's for me, what was so transformative about it. And so that's what we want to have for you. And that's why in our episodes, we talk so much about the kingdom of God is because everything we do is a part of that. And that's how we orient what we're doing in a way that's meaningful and beautiful. Are we, are we sounding culty? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but you can rest assured, uh, we don't have any cult leaders except for God. Exactly. And there's yeah. not some special cult leader who's, nope, nope, just just God. Who, I who mean, already came. if we start handing out Kool-Aid, then, you know, be, 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 you can start worrying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, great. Cool. Well, thanks so much for listening to that. And if you have any questions, further questions about the kingdom of God or stuff you want us to explain, we can do it future episode we'll definitely do it in a future episode because we love talking about it um but now on to blesses and curses cool so um nathan what is something you'd like to bless on the topic of the kingdom of god and something you'd like to curse well this is an interesting um that i i i didn't watch this for this episode but it just we wanted to watch a documentary it kind of piqued our interests and for some reason i'm having an obsession with cults yeah. um so i watched a, uh, <laughs> it's it's is it planning is yes. taking notes yeah. <laughs> uh but it's it's like it's on netflix and it's called keep sweet pray obey mm. um and it's essentially it's the story the true story uh with documentary footage and interviews about the FLDS, which is a, an extreme fundamentalist um, sect of the Mormon Church, and it, it like just totally extreme. Um, and in fact, Mormons do not like these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these are crazy people. And I don't care whether or not you think Mormons are a cult themselves. Mormons think that these guys are crazy. Yes, exactly. So in and it was so eye-opening, but the thing that kept on striking me is about um, the different leaders, what they did, obviously, a lot of the stuff we'd go, whoa, that's terrible. Like Stomach-churning stuff. Yes, st stomach-churning, awful things. But this thing that strikes me is that in the midst of this horrendous, disgusting behavior from the leaders, uh, a guy named Jordan, uh, 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 Jeff, I'm going to forget that, Warren Jeffs. Yeah. And I finally got it. Uh, Warren Jeffs. And, um, and the thing, the terrible things he did, it, it, to all of us watching, we're going to so parent. Yeah. Yet this group had thousands and thousands and thousands of members. They had millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They were building temples, and you know some of the interviews that they go through with these people. It talks about why they stayed so long, why mm -hmm. they didn't leave. And to me, it goes back to that evidence that everyone's looking for purpose and meaning. Yeah. And this guy Warren Jeffs articulated his cultish, terrible things in a way where he could get away with anything because they were willing to trade that for a sense of meaning. Yeah. They were promised, you know, but the, the problem is, is what you see is this guy does talk about the kingdom, a, a, a kingdom. Yeah. And I'll say not the kingdom, a <laughs> kingdom. Um, and so he promises a lot of the things that, um, that, that are promised in, in scripture, Yeah, but they were going to come from him. Yeah. And again, we see, someone who's trying to use the desire for the kingdom of God mm. for their own benefit. And it goes wrong yeah. because God is not in charge. He is. Yes. And whenever we put ourselves in ultimate authority over people and ultimate, it's, it's tough to live in a world like that. Cause we do need guidance and all that, but whenever God is dethroned and we try to throw in ourselves, um, everything goes wrong. Yeah. And it all crashes on itself. And it did. The, the crazy thing to me is that after all this happened, I'm, I won't spoil it, but it, it's just, Really, if you want to watch this, do know it. It's horrendous. Yeah. Awful, awful things. And this will probably upset a lot of people um, watching it. it, it your stomach will churn. Yeah. 
Um, but it's also important to watch these kinds of things. You can see what happens yeah. when we put ourselves in place of God, when we try to build our own yeah. kingdom. And that's exactly what they were trying to do is create their own kingdom. And a part of their, even their theology was you will be God. Yeah. That if you yeah. do what I say, you will be God. And you listen to a lot of people and say, the reason I didn't leave is because I didn't want to give up my chance of being God. Wow. Um, and always filtered through this guy who obviously always yeah. uh, abused his power. So yeah. it's a really eye-opening thing and to see one, the desire, the deep desire of people to have a kingdom, to have a place, to have significance, yeah. and how much they'll trade yeah. to find that, and also what goes wrong when we try to put ourselves in yeah. the position of king over God. And when we try to build our own kingdoms, they yeah. always fail um, miserably. This one spectacularly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess I'll bless that as a documentary. Yeah, bless the documentary because yes. it shows that really well. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm going to curse. I know we cursed this a while ago. Yeah. Cursing V for Vendetta. Yeah. Because that's on the opposite side. So yeah. one, you have this, this distorted, perverted um, use of trying to build a kingdom, uh, uh, the kingdom of God. And then the other side, you have V for Vendetta, which is essentially towards the end, not to spoil anything, but it's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, sorry. Yeah. Um, but essentially the, the, the wise person, the, the master, I think it's V, um, <laughs> basically comes to the conclusion with Natalie Portman that um, no kingdom is good. Yeah. And that we should just tear down everything all yeah. the time. And to be honest, that sounds like a pretty terrible world. Too. <laughs> yes. um, like obviously living in a perverted kingdom where awful people in power are awful is awful, absolutely terrible. But so, but it sounds pretty equally awful almost to live yeah. in a place where there is no rules. There is no safety. Yeah. Uh, there is no culture. There is no beauty. Everything is just torn apart. Yeah. It's just deconstructed to nothing. Yeah. To rubble. And to me, it, it, I guess it, it thinks it's triumphant and saying we should just tear apart everything. I'm like, that's not a triumphant great thing yeah. to say. And I know that a lot of young men really mm. attach themselves to this movie and this, the ideology of this. You even see like uh, I think there's an, a group called Anonymous and yeah. um, that wear the masks of V, that yeah. everything needs to be torn down. And I'm sure they've done some good things. Um, I don't some know. things need to be torn. Yeah, and for the it's just not everything things. does. Yeah. Yes, I don't know much about them, but I, I remember seeing the mask and seeing them pop up in the news yeah, no, every now and again. I'm sure they've done good and bad. Don't come at me. I don't know much about them. <laughs> Please, I'm not endorsing. I'm not endorsing. I don't know. <laughs> don't cancel me. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it seems like it really resonated with a lot of young men who were like, yeah, we should tear everything down because it. it's awful. And yeah. I don't want to live in that world either. Yeah. I don't want to live in a world where there is no structure, beauty, protection, goodness. Well, to be, there's, no, there's nothing beautiful to protect yeah. or build. And yeah. so I don't think that's a great philosophy either. So well, I'm criticizing both sides of these yeah. philosophies. Well, one of the things that's actually interesting about that is that when you do that, what happens is people still have that need for a kingdom and you get cult leaders like that, yes. you prey upon that. When you don't have a good kingdom, yep. you actually make people more vulnerable to a bad king. Well, they talk about it. Uh, it's a term they use in the news called the vacuum of power. Yes. When there is no power, someone's going to fill that, and it's yeah. usually someone bad. bad. Yes. <laughs> so actually, you know, so that's actually. I'll very quickly do this because I think that this is a great way to talk about this. I'm going to bless uh, the first season of the Loki TV show. Okay. Because that actually deals with that very explicitly, where you've got. He who remains, who's the leader of this time variance authority that is basically controlling all of time and space. And you see how oppressive they are and how evil they are because they're, they're murdering people in order to keep and, and brainwashing people, murdering and brainwashing people in order to keep order in the world. Because if they don't, their fear is that there will be 
too many multiverses that will cause a multiversal war, which will cause, you know, great evil. And the thing is, and there is a choice at the end that's made. It's like, okay, do we kill the um, he who remains so that we have free will and we don't have all these abuses, but, you know, then we're going to have all this chaos and evil. And, you know, I won't tell what choice they make, but that's the, the idea is that acknowledgement that you have those two choices. Do you have the evil of order or the evil of chaos and the violence, the hate that comes with that. I have so much to say on this, but I will say it for another episode. Yes. yes. And so that's, that's, I think, for if you're not in the sort of Christian world, so seeing that, realizing that dichotomy of that you have those two choices that are both problematic, I think that's one of the for new, newest things I've seen that does a really good job with that. You always have this dichotomy of oppression or chaos. Yes. And both are pretty bad. Particularly when you have, again, a human king. Yes. And I think the V for, um, I'm sorry, go back to my blessedly curses, <laughs> <laughs> but V for Vendetta and, uh, uh, what's it called? Make sweet. It's um, eat something, pray, obey. Eat pray, sweet. Eat, yeah, like, eat good, pray, love. Yeah. Are good examples of the opposite ends of this really destructive. Yes. And they're not opposite ends. It's a circle. Yes. That at the top is goodness where God, where God resides, which is order and freedom. Yes. Coexisting at the same time, by the yep. way. And at the bottom, you have destruction either in chaos yes. or and i'll say that by the way one of the reasons that alan moore the uh, writer of the original graphic novel that of v for vendetta that's one of the reasons he hated the movie is because he wanted to show that when they destroyed everything it was also bad whereas oh. they in the movie they romanticized it really yes okay that's good i'm glad you, yeah yeah um, i'm sure he'd be happy to know that you yes, said yes, exactly we're not it's not the book we have the problem with. Yeah. it's the movie <laughs> listen alan we heard you yeah exactly <laughs> um sorry i'll do that try to do this quickly but um so my broth blesses other blesses. I'm going to bless um, the king, the city of God by Saint Augustine, oh, because yeah. that is a great uh, one of the great works of sort of a Christian like a intellectual. Too little easy. bit, little bit, but it's 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 a, it's it's a cheat for a reason. Yes, it's true, a, true. Um, when he's wrestling, because again, in his context, Rome had just been destroyed, and people have been like, Rome is the Christian city; it's the kingdom of God. Uh, and so, what happened? Like, is is I mean, because like, is Christianity untrue? Has God abandoned us? Because you know, um, because they destroyed Rome. And so he is wrestling with there is like, no, what is actually the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the reign of God on earth, wherever people are who are obeying his laws and living as he asked them to. And regardless what government they find. Exactly. Part and of course, we need the temporal governments, the city of man in order to, you know, you know, because that's a part of the building the kingdom of God and making it possible for the kingdom of God. But you kind of practice. Yes, exactly. It's the practice of the kingdom of God. But the city of God should not be associated perfectly with any of those, those temporal kingdoms because those are man's kingdoms. All of our kingdoms here have basically been a dress rehearsal and all of the dress rehearsals yes. have gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're part of building that as part of practice. But so it's, anyway, in, in just a lot of ways, it's one of the great Christian works of philosophy on what the kingdom of God is. So anytime, if we're doing an episode on the kingdom of God, we should, you know, read that. That's a good so one to start So me and the with. audience have a question. Yes. Um, we're, we're all collectively raising our hands. You basically just told us the, the book. Do we now have to read it? Because it sounds like you pretty much summed it up. Are we uh, good? I mean, not. there's a lot more in there. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, we're going to have to read it. I don't want to. Read a book. Isn't I mean, there a movie version? <laughs> no, well, you know, give me a lot of money. I'll make a movie okay. version. <laughs> yeah. um, then you have, so I'll say, I also say, I think that one of the best modern depictions, if you want to see a modern depiction of the kingdom of God and sort of what that looks like, it's funny, we were just joking about this afterwards. But I'll say is Black Panther actually, I think, does a yeah. really good job of showing, just giving us a picture of what it looks like to have a kingdom where, you know, there's a good rulers, 
where you respect people and people respect each other and they, re- they have a culture that's working mm. through problems, but also, and, and flir- people can flourish, you know, the economy and arts can flourish. And there's a reason why people love that movie is it portrayed that. Again, you even said people love Wakanda more than they love Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but the thing is they also show when there are problems in that kingdom that are based on human sin, what do you do? You work to reform it in ways that are a part making the kingdom best. Slash redeem. Exactly. You you redeem and you, re- you restore and you don't tear down and destroy the good that's there. You're still kingdom building. So you're saying, okay, how can we change this and reform this so that it's more like a good kingdom? Um, mm. So I think that that's, again, there's not a lot of movies that really depict that, I think, well. I think that that is, that is the closest I've been able to find, I think. Um, curse. I'm going to uh, curse. I did a curse this a while back, but the um, movie, um, oh, it's a movie about Shangri-La. I forget the title, actually. Um, but it's, you know, uh, just Google Shangri-La. Uh, <laughs> Shangri-La I, uh, movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Shangri-La movie. I could look up my phone, but it's like, um, but it's that, it, that it, it's trying, it's a, it's a romanticization of trying to um, make, uh, make the kingdom of God with men. And that's, ah. and saying like, you know, if you just, if people just, uh, uh, you know, if people just kind of were nice to each other, you know, and 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 did all the things they were supposed to do. Lost Horizon. That's it. It's a, a 1937 movie, and I'm like, if people oh, were just boring, it's, too. I know. Well, it's, and it's just there's all these stupid things in it where it's like, oh, just and you know, if you're just in the right environment with people nice to each other, all of everything will be restored and redeemed. Well, that's kind of my uh, not my thing. It's a lot of people's thing. <laughs> it's my thing that I <laughs> is when anyone ever promises utopia right yes. now. Uh, without God being the king, yeah, uh, don't believe it. Yeah, and that's where we get cults. That's yeah. where we get regimes. They're lying or naive. Yes, utopia doesn't exist without God. Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. Well, uh, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us for this very kind of very personal episode. Very somewhat inside baseball, but still give us an idea of sort of where our heads are at. It's gonna get three downloads. It's gonna, <laughs> If you stuck around till now, like I, I want to give you a gift. Or yeah, something. Just let us know. Like, shout us out if you actually stuck around to the end, and we'll make you know we'll we'll give you a a, a, a nice kind of like you're one of the real overthinkers. No one's like, gonna shout out. No, no one. Shout made, out. No one made, we are talking to ourselves. It's, it's okay. No one made it this far. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm proud. Of um, so. Uh, but if you do have listened to us the whole way through and you want to get in touch with uh, Nathan Share or engage more with fellow overthinkers, where can they go? Well, I don't think Nathan Share wants to be gotten in touch yeah. with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with Nathan. I'm tired, guys. Clarkson, he, I, can, I can't believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe that you just mixed up your Nathans. Wow. Uh, we're going to have a big argument off screen. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> How could you do this to me? How could you do this to us? But if you want to get in touch with Nathan Clarkson, you can, me, you can go to NathanClarkson.me or you can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, um, and any of the socials. You can also, I'll do a quick plug because I, I did write a book that was somewhat around this. It just came out in April. It's called The Way of Kings. Mm. And it's uh, essentially for young men, but young people to start living into that idea of building the kingdom yeah. and being kingdom builders. And that's seeing ourselves as heirs of the king. Yeah. So check it out. It's called The Way of Kings, available Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Um, but yeah, that's you can get in touch with me. 
Fantastic. And you can get in touch with me by going to any of the socials on, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And you can also uh, find uh, me at my, um, where my working writing at Religion Unplugged, where I'm doing a lot of articles where I'm trying to build the kingdom by helping improve the way people make movies. Hey, right? It might know. be little work, <laughs> little but... <laughs> work, but it's kingdom work. It's slow going. Yes. There's a lot of bad movies. Yes, exactly. Keep at it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, yes. And thank you very much. We consider this podcast to also be a part of kingdom building. And hopefully this has been a part of that as well. And if we're deluding ourselves, just, oh well. Just let us know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All people listening to us still. Just yeah, let us know. Exactly. It's, one guy. That's that's our secret, is if we don't want to hear anything, we just make sure nobody listens. Yeah, we put it at the very <laughs> Exactly, yes. Um, and thank you very much for listening, those of you who did. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.